Hello there, Cinecasters, and welcome to this bonus edition of the Pod Charles Cinecast, presented by the good folks over there at patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. Now, this episode will be a two-fold adventure as we embark on two new bonus side venture series. One being Bruce Wills Us, a Pod Charles Cinecast Brucey bonus where Phil and I will be going through some of our favorite films from Bruno himself, Bruce Willis, which will be coming up hopefully every last Friday of the month on the main timeline. And then there will be the other series, the long-hinted Shyamalamania series, which will see us trek through the films of the master of the twist in Night Shyamalan exclusively for backers over at Patreon. However, seeing as the first couple of Shyamalamania episodes will feature Bruce Willis, we're going to give them out to you listeners on the main timeline for free. For free, you ask? That's like, for free. Yep, you've got it. It's for free. And we're doing this to give you a little something extra to let you in on the experience of the bit of fun that we have over on Patreon and maybe give you a little bit of enticement to come join us on the dark side if you wish to be a backer we got some tiers that start as low as one pound a month where you get monthly bonus episodes consisting of us mostly talking about new films plus these monthly Shamalamania episodes and early access to the weekly show for five pound and up backers you'll get all that plus an additional bonus episode where we cover some older films with the aim of you getting at least two new bonus episodes a month and if you really love us, become a good bagel boss for $23.50 a month for one month only, and we'll cover any movie you want us to. So you can find all this over at patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. Now sit back and enjoy the Shamalamania and Brucey bonus madness. Back in, in the, the New, New York, York groove. Hey, we're actually back in the Philadelphia groove. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to see. You know what? Philly nice was fucking Philly. nice in this. I was like, I was just like, fuck, man, this is a really lovely looking city, man. I'd love to see it. I've I've had a lot of uh Philadelphia love in the last few days because I, I uh watched, you know, this film and I was like, fuck yeah. I was already talking about it in that last episode we did with uh Knock of the Cabin. I was like, oh yeah, it's just good to see Philadelphia. It's always good to see <laughs> But then like, every all of his movies. Yeah. Right? But then like, you know, this film had like yeah, proper Philadelphia. And then I watched Creed and Creed 2 last night and I was just like, dude, fucking Philly, man. Yes. Yes. Beautiful city. And you got me. I might I might watch Creed 2 tonight. Yeah. I hadn't seen it. It was the first time I watched it, so no, I'm so psyched for Creed, like mm. the new one. Like, yeah. I'm a big 
just talking about this now. <laughs> I love the Rocky. I, I love the Rocky movie. And I think I've heard that loads of yeah. times. And yeah, I remember too. when Creed was coming out, and me and my brother was like really excited for it. And there wasn't much hype around it. People were kind of like dismissing it quite early on. It's like just one of the bullshit like sequel reboots. Mm. But we thought that's such a great idea to like spin off out of Rocky. And it turned out fucking great. One and two were fucking good, man. And three yeah. looked, apparently it might be the best one. It looked so good. Michael B. Jordan's in there. Jonathan Major's in there. And yeah. I just watched, I watched Creed when I went to New York. Yeah. That's like two years ago, actually. But like that's still fresh. But Creed 2, I haven't rewatched since cinema. So I might. Maybe I'll yeah, watch that it's. Uh, I love those movies. Jonathan Major's is sending heavy, like, you know, um, you know, Mike Tyson vibes, Clubber Lang vibe. but also yeah. it's Clubber Lang vibes as well. So it's like, it's, yeah, a mix. Yeah. but it's funny. It's funny. It's funny how like we, we literally just, you know, peek behind the curtain, just recorded a whole like fucking Mamma Jam episode about Jurassic Park. And we were shredding the sequel, like these new sequels, this new franchise bullshit with Jurassic world sh- was shredding yeah. to the pieces. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, legacy yeah. bullshit shit. But yeah, we're over but here. Like what it done creamy. well, but when it's done well, I don't give it's a this, shit, man. It, like, it literally is doing the same thing that the original films did. But like you said, it yeah. is done well. It's done well. Yeah, and it's, it's good, well, char- and it's like, good characters. On it. Good characters. There's yeah. good writing, good character developments, and all that sort of stuff. Um, I can't say that, uh, you know, this endeavor we're about to embark on is... Uh, <laughs> we'll have a lot we'll of have that. We'll have a lot of that. But uh, oh, welcome to the Pod Charles Cinecast over here on Patreon. This is a patreon bonus exclusive but the first few episodes of this are going to be appearing over there like i've said uh hinted at and stuff over on the main timeline as well it gives you a taste it gives you a taste it's it's a one-two punch look 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 this film we're about to talk about creed has bruce willis in it so it's a brucey bonus one two three hit it boys which we're going to start doing over on the main timeline. We're going to start going through Bruce Willis films because we did Hudson Hawk and that was really fun. And I popped it into the main timeline during the Christmas period. And I re-listened to the episode and I was like, this is great. Phil and I had a blast talking about dumbass Bruce yeah, Willis. Films. Was awful. Just Bruce yeah. Willis being Bruce Willis is like hilarious. Yeah. And the film that we're about to talk about literally would not exist if Bruce Willis wasn't just being fucking Bruce Willis. I've got a good story about it. Okay, so yeah, yeah. anyway, we uh it's a it's a it's a two twofold here. Look, we get Brucey bonus and then also we're long promise since we did old uh the <laughs> Shamalamania. So because we get both we're gonna hey do it over here on Patreon, but hey, it's a Bruce Willis film. It goes over there onto the Brucey bonus on the main timeline. So it gets, gets uh, people through the door. You can, if you're liking what you hear, this is the kind of bullshit we give you on Patreon all the time. Patreon.com forward slash PCC podcast. Come say hi. Phil and I are over here. We're having a blast all the time doing stupid ass new movie reviews and then dumb <laughs> shit like this. So I'm excited. Phil, are you excited for Shamalamania slash Brucey bonus? <laughs> Bruce, <laughs> Bruce wills us a Brucey, Bruce a Pod Wilder. Charles Cinecast Brucey bonus. <laughs> it's the return of Bruno. He never the return left. Return of Bruno. Bruce Willis in that giant cap. We'll get there. <laughs>
I opened up our Skype chat and that picture was still there and I was like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And I was just you, like, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, we were looking at all those stupid like videos of Bruce Willis just dancing around and doing live performances and we we're like, who was watching this? Who who like <laughs> went to for? this? Did they pay these people to be like like seat fillers? <laughs> because I can't imagine yeah. like going to see Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis in, concert. <laughs> in a concert. Like it's really a, a mm. bizarre idea to me. And look, it's the night, dude. Look, I, I need to say this first and foremost. This Bruce Willis thing is just randomly kind of funny enough timing up with some real, like, you know, real life shit that we didn't, we're not doing this because Bruce Willis. No, no. Like, no, it's it literally that way. And it's also not, like, I want to be clear here as well. It's not because we're making fun of Bruce Willis either. We love no, we Bruce fucking Willis. love Bruce Willis. That's the whole but point. There's a whole side to Bruce Willis that is objectively funny. And I'm not like making <laughs> fun of Bruce Willis per se, but like he's like I can't I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. I think we're going to go back and f- I think we're going to go back and figure forth. him he's out. He's a bit of an enigma. He, that's in Hollywood. It. He's an exactly. enigma. He, like I'm trying yeah. to figure this out and there's like this side to Bruce Willis is just like really funny, like stuff that's kind of before I was really turned on as a human, you know, like before my mind mm. was operating on all cylinders, like early 90s shit or late, like really late 80s shit that I can't really figure out. Like, I don't understand Bruce Willis as a like as a musician and a um, or talking a baby star. <laughs> no, dude, I, I understand that. A hundred percent. Like we That's have to come do up, those films. We yeah, have to we do have to. Just let's just do the first one and see where it goes. Yeah, dude. I mean, but the third one has that great song in it that, like, I always think about, like, with the fucking dogs or whatever. And it's just like, have a little faith in me. Oh yeah, Merry Christmas, baby. Have a little faith. <laughs> like it's just like John Travolta, fucking. Fucking oh man, dude! I, and I want to yeah. talk about John Travolta as well. Like, there is so much. Like this, poor, yeah, dude. Are this you listening man? to last podcast, yes, David Miscavige? Yeah. Oh Christ. man, poor John Travolta. And yeah, poor those look who's talking movies are just like Scientology ads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, god man. damn him! Oh god! But we'll get there anyway. I, yeah, so I wanted to say that because it's like weird, poor timing with this. Like we sort of had this idea. And the, the last, I don't think it's good. I think it's good timing because it's an yeah. it's an opportunity. Like, unfortunately, Bruce has had to retire. Yeah, um, and it's an opportunity to reflect and be like, God damn, I'm gonna miss Bruce Willis. Yeah, the movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's look back at our favorite hits and misfires. It's not doing it as a cash in either. It was just timing of like I just no. Really we've been talking about it for ages. Enjoyed the idea of that that uh, Hudson Hawk episode. It was just like a bizarre. Like a really bizarre movie. It's like, who's this for? Yeah. I'm like really confused. And he's got it. an eclectic filmography up to a point. Yeah. Where he does jump around. Like this movie is not a normal movie for him. Not at and all. That's why it's, it's really interesting, interesting for him and, to do, to watch him in it. And then there's a lot of other stuff that like Bruce Willis was doing like in the 90s that like I fucking love or, or the like the early 2000s that I really want to talk about again. And, or like, well, mm-hmm. watch again to talk about with you and it'll be really fun. There's like films that we talk about a lot or like at least off air. Sometimes we'll bring them up and it's just like, dude, I love that mm-hmm. movie. I can't wait to talk about mm-hmm. that. Like, 
So that's sort of where we're going here. Plus, we get the added bonus. Like I said, this is also Shyamalanania. This is something that like we were really intrigued by with old. We were like, dude, these films are kind of funny. I'd like to go back and watch The Sixth Sense and go through the unbreakable, you know, superhero bullshit arc. And like, you mm. know, some of these other films like, you know, The Village and all that. It's just like it'll be fun Fine. to talk about. Yeah. So, yeah, like we're getting the best of both worlds here. So I'm really excited. Of course. We skipped a couple of the early M. Night Shyamalan films because, like, you know, he did a couple of films. But here's where we came Yeah, this is where it started. Yeah, here's where it started. It's like, we're not going all The big hitter, you know, it's like definitive. The first twist. You know, breakthrough film. The first twist film. And that film is what? Oh, it's the sixth sound. Yeah, the sixth sound. It's like, it's not sixth sound. You know the accident up there? Yeah. A lady. She broke her neck. Oh my god, where is she? Standing next to my window. You have a secret, but you don't want to tell me. I see dead people walking around like regular people. I don't see anything. Are you sure they're there? to do things for them. I think that they know that you're one of these very rare people who can see them, so you need to help them. What if they don't want to help? I don't think that's the way it works. How do you know for sure? Not every gift. Is anyone there? Is a blessing. Look out! The Sixth Sense. Please make them be. I'm working on it. If you had a Sixth Sense, what would your, what would your Sixth Sense be? I don't know. That could be anything, right? <laughs> I'd like to see. I'd like to like see into other dimensions. <laughs> that sense. I mean, is seeing dead people a sense? I don't know. It's yeah, this it's sight, like, dude. That's just it's sight. the same sense. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, yeah. You don't have any more. It's just a little more developed. Yeah. I want. I want. I want better hearing because then my hearing isn't great. Well, that's still just. I've, I've got like a, the opposite of like <laughs> I've got yeah but I want a better one like he had really good vision right so I want really good hearing because like I'm like yeah. the opposite of a dog like past a certain frequency I can't hear it yeah so like I want that I want to be able to hear everything I want a <laughs> superman hearing oh man no I don't that sounds awful oh. yeah no like I'd rather I'd rather I don't know I don't think I'd rather hear sense. more. Is it a superpower? I don't want to you know hear I mean? more. Then I can say anything. <laughs> I want to be invincible. What you know? I want to yeah. read minds. Like what are yeah. these tricks? I want to yeah. fly. Here we go. Like senses, like are kind of tangible. You know, like you know, hearing, mm. touch, seeing, smelling, taste. Like so, what is? We did like, it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there is like. They always, you know, the sixth sense. Is they should just call it. There a really normal isn't. Sense. There's not another. Yeah. Like, by definition, <laughs> there's kind of not another one, or else it would exist. <laughs> and yeah. It doesn't. Uh, God. Okay, young Cole Sear, played by Blast from the Past, Haley Joel Osment. What? What a time! What a time! What a time! Uh, what? He's haunted by a dark secret. He is visited by ghost. <laughs> Cole is frightened by visitations from those with unresolved problems who appear from the shadows. He is too afraid to tell anyone about his anguish, except child psychologist Dr. Malcolm Crow, played by Bruce Willis, as Crow 
tries to uncover the truth about Cole's supernatural abilities, the consequences for the client and therapist are a jolt that awakens them both to something unexplainable. Bruce Willis was dead all along. It's the (laughs) psychological thriller written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Phil, hot takes out the gate. The sixth one. This was your first time seeing it. Yeah, this is a weird journey for me. Could like, I know the twist. And, mm. you know, in pop culture vernacular, everybody knows the twist of the thick tent. But just like everybody knows Darth Vader and Luke's father, right? Yeah. yeah, it's one of those, like, unfortunate things that you just know because of Yeah, I just know because I've history. watched other things. <laughs> yeah. And I would, I would have genuinely, I would have loved to have seen it without knowing anything because going in, knowing that, that's very obvious. Yeah. Once you know that's what you're looking for. Yeah, it is unfortunate. I was speaking to Jamie, the projectionist, about this recently, and he was saying how he watched it. He got a, him like a, a cinema he worked at. Him and the other projectionist had to preview it in order to show it. Yeah, and this is like literally when it came out, so '99. Yeah, like yeah, pre and it was like pre-internet really being so widespread. They didn't know anything about it. And he said he called it within like the first five, 10 minutes. <laughs> he just like, he just like did something about the way it was shot and cut. I was just like, this dude's dead. Right. <laughs> and like, and then by the end, that's the fucking twist. And yeah. also like, and by the time the kid like kind of built I the beans on his secret, yeah. I see dead people. And as soon as he describes it, it's like, they don't know they're dead. I think at that point, you know, Bruce Willis is dead as well. Yeah. Because otherwise it kind of explains all the weird behavior and weird relationship with his wife. And, you know, they only see, what they want to see but yeah so i was worried going in i was just like is it going to be one of those movies that sort of is you know it live and died by its twist and having known it is there anything more to enjoy and there was this was a really good movie this was a solid little like psychological horror movie like yeah. again bolstered by two great performance Haley joelman you forget yeah, how good of a kid actor that. he was a phenomenal actor just fucking amazing. Like this is such a nice, like gentle performance from Bruce Willis as well, which Mm. you don't always get. And it, and again, M night, I'll just, I'll constantly say how good of a fucking director he is visually. He's a great, just like he shoots the shit out of every fucking scene. And like, he does these setups just for like one line that just, Oh, they bring, bring them home. And it's, but no, like it was, it was a good film. It got me a few times like emotionally and like, you know, like the few bits that like actually freaked me out or like I found really distressing, like fucking, you know, when it, it, the girl is in the tent and she's like puking yeah, dude, and stuff, there's that some freaked good, me out. There's some good scares in this film, like some really no, good scares. Oh yeah, like, and like the dead bodies and stuff, all yeah. that stuff was fucking really good. And like, it gets, it's a bit cheesy at times. I think mm. it sort of gets it a bit over the top. Halfway through it becomes Quantum Leap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where, where the you know the kid just goes around putting right what once went wrong. Yeah, and I thought like I didn't know that was where we would go with yeah. this. Okay, and then the reveal, everything is done well and it's sweet and like it got me. The ending got me. It just could. I don't know. I like Bruce Willis and I think he just played played it so fucking well. And I liked him in it a lot. I, th- I thought he really carried it. And it's a film full of great people. Fucking Tony Collette is great. Unrecognizable. I've never seen her like in this era. So young and stuff. She looks so different. She's good at the mum. I love, I love like the little, I don't know if it's like by design or what, but like Tony Collette, like 
early on in the film, very early, like, you know, one of the first times you see her goes and picks up like a pair of slippers and puts them on and then just starts mm. sliding through the house and you can just hear and mm. it's just like the sliding of her slippers on the ground like is, is such a choice and I just don't know if that's how she walks or if that was just like this mom walks that way and it's like it's yeah, brilliant because yeah, yeah. you just hear her fucking sliding around <laughs> like it's really funny man like a weird choice yeah. but uh, I don't know yeah. that, that sort but of no, stuck with me but no she's but, great <laughs> no, no but she's great no and I, I, I liked that I thought this was solid it had some of the it's some yeah some clunky dialogue but again it's one of yeah. the better written yeah of his absolutely. movies they handled and there's that great thing fucking when they're talking about twist and it's sort of a foreshadowing of his entire career and i really got i got a big kick out of that um and i could see why this was the thing that broke him like i mean like <laughs> with the breakthrough film for yeah, him it's also the thing broke that broke him, him. Yeah. Broke him, you know, like yeah. as a filmmaker, but like you know, it it was really good. I'm I'm glad I finally seen it. I think it would have been better if I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, but like it was still really enjoyable. It's not. I don't. I still don't think it's his best. A lot of people will still go to this one. Yeah, I I think that I think the next two or three are better. But yeah, good film, much better than I thought it'd be. I I thought it would, it surprised me in a lot of ways. It's sort of a place in pop culture history because it like, I guess because it did have Bruce Willis in it and it was also just like, it was heavily hyped. Haley Joel Osment. It was just perfect time and place. Yeah, um, heavily parodied. It had never, yeah, it had never <laughs> been like, you know, M. Night had never done that twist before. And there, you know, he kind of like stumbled upon like his calling card. And mm. it, like, you know, it was the first, the first one. So like it actually, like you said, it was parodied, heavily parodied. I see dead people. <laughs> it's just like, it's really a big, it was just a big moment. And I see why people would probably look to this. I would say it's probably one of his better, like fully fledged written films. It's well yeah, directed, yeah. really good acting performances. Well put together. Haley, yeah, well, Haley Joel Osment is like a great, he's such a great actor and he's really good performance mm. in this film, like for a child. Um, and yeah, you just like, felt I think, bad for this kid. I think like M. Night is not a great children's director because you see in future films, mm. even the next one. Or an actor's director. Yeah, true. But the next film particular, like he's uh he like he's a good visual director he's good at moving the camera around he's good at like showing you what he wants you to see and like telling a story mm. that way and he's also i don't know say this over and over again great ideas guy you could see how mm. this was like this big first idea for this like you know well like you know like i said he had a couple of films before but like this is like you could tell he was working on this one and like i don't have much history about like how I'm sure it was out there, but I was, I just wanted to take these episodes really chill and just have fun with them. I didn't mm. want to be bogged down with doing all this research, especially when I did like a fucking huge mamma jamma workload of uh, <laughs> Jurassic Park as well over on mm. the main timeline. So, uh, yeah, it was just like, you know, let's take this chill. So I didn't really look into too much about like where he got the idea from and all that sort of stuff. So I just want to talk about more about like, you know, what we thought of it and stuff and the you know, because I I really like ghost stories and stuff. Like I uh, shout out to Dan. Mm, this had mad. This had sorry. This had mad ghost vibes as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was just like I kept. I watched it with Dusty, and I kept turning out. But I was like, we really need to watch Ghost because she's not seen it. I'm just like yeah. this. Just reminds me of Ghost. A lot yeah. of the plot points are in Ghost, and also like I could see where if you if if you're calling it early, 
because it's sort of it's reminiscent of that film anyway yeah, yeah and yeah, that's yeah. the whole situation in that film and that sorry shout out dan oh uh, well yeah shout out dan's uh projectionists of the cinema we're both giving our own projectionist shout outs in this episode it seems <laughs> yeah uh but yeah dan dan and i uh occasionally will like laugh about like uh ghost shows like ghost adventures and shit like that like that, oh yeah like most haunted and stuff. yeah go yeah. go off like talking for ages about these because they're just really funny silly shows to watch and like you know i i go mm. off on that and like i really like this film had a lot of these elements where you could tell like m night was definitely like sort of dipping his toes. I think he tends to do a little bit into like weird supernatural shit anyway. And he was kind of mm. like, it felt like he was kind of like getting into the psychic medium side of things and all that sort of shit. Um, Cause that's where it feels like, yeah, this is what Cole has become. He will become now that he knows that he has this gift. He's a fucking he, ghost whisperer. He's yeah. He's literally going to be able to he's gonna be Jennifer like, Love Hewitt. He's going to go help people like, you know, move on. And that's what he does with Bruce Willis here. Spoilers. How do you not sequelize this one? <laughs> yeah, you know? like, yeah, I would love to see. I would love to see <laughs> Haley Joel now as like a yeah, fucking yeah. ghost whisperer, dude. But like total parody <laughs> satire. Like, play, try to play as yeah. straight as possible. But like, just like fucking just clairvoyant, joke. like going into like haunted locations and helping spirits move on. Like that would be fucking Oh, I would love that. But like, what if he's just sick of it? He's just like, Oh, I've been doing this for like 25 years. They won't leave me alone. They won't leave me alone. Fuck It's like I've got a family, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It'd be really good. Especially like the way Haley Joel looks now. He's just like a normal, he just looks like a normal guy. Like he grew up, yeah, he just yeah, grew up into like just a very normal yeah. looking dude instead of like you know yeah, yeah. he didn't grow up into like you know fucking Brad Pitt or something you know right. just a fucking Brian normal Gosling. guy yeah 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 because yeah, he kind of looks like a young Gosling he does he really does yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that'd be great that'd be fucking great but yeah I, I liked I like that sort of supernatural element to it um but Me yeah too. there's it's handled well it's there, grounded there's some like dodgy shit when it comes to like. Bruce Willis as a uh, psychologist or therapist or whatever, like, because he starts throwing out weird terms. I had to write this down because Julie and I were both laughing. Possible mood disorder. Yeah. Possible (laughs) mood disorder. And then he said he seems to be suffering from a school age schizophrenia. (laughs) It's like, what? Yeah, what the fuck was that? What did that mean? That's the thing of these, like, 90s and early 2000s, like, viewpoints of of uh you know mental illness and shit like they just start throwing around these like really dumb dated ass terms and shit that was so, that was yeah. something i actually liked about the sixth sense though and i said it when we were watching it last night i was like i was like this is actually a decent allegory for like anxiety at the very least and like panic <laughs> attacks <laughs> yeah. at least in my experience because the only way to get through them is to face them head on yeah it's to not run away is to deal with it and sit in it and teach yourself that there's nothing to be afraid of. And that's kind of what he has to learn with the the ghosts and shit that fucking haunt him. Yeah. So I like I actually liked that aspect. Outside of that, yeah, it's not not <laughs> not the best handling of the situation. Like I was yeah. making fun of Jurassic Park for like it take on like the internet and computers. This yeah. is very much like dealing yeah. with like how Hollywood sees mental illness and yeah. psychiatry and shit. And yeah, he's just spouting terms. He's like, oh, you know, suffering hallucinations and he may require hospitalization <laughs> and medication. Oh, I failed him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just throwing around like random terms and it's just like, but it's that great. Like what I didn't like about knock at the cabin. I liked here. 
could it that what if you know like if mm. you're tony collette you're like my kid is fucking crazy and i'm trying to protect him but i don't understand what's happening and you wouldn't believe him if he told you but this movie's just like but what if you live in a world where it's real and like <laughs> you know and you and you almost and like where the magic is it's sort of real and it, it it manages to skate by on that it manages to get through like that moment where he tells his mom i was just like this is going to be shit this is going to be really like how did he do this without her just sending a him away mm. and they do it nicely he makes it personal he tells her something about a grandmother she just wouldn't have known and it's yeah. nice and they just embrace yeah. and that's it and you kind of leave it there well it's not like a foreign idea either like you know i don't know like it feels like <laughs> like if you want to compare it to uh knock of the cabin and sort of like <laughs> here we go like because obviously this is part of the thing we stumbled upon with knock at the cabin anyway about like where we were like dude i'm not a super christian is he q-pilled now did he go yeah, down a yeah. fucking rabbit hole like but was he always like this yeah so we're trying to figure it out and like so this one that I was going to say, he's sort of towing the line of faith here, but it's a weird faith own, in the afterlife. It's like the paranormal lot side. Lots of scenes in churches. So, but no, because there's a lot of stuff, you know, to church and sanctuary. Yeah. yeah and like true. the lots of, you know, religious imagery <laughs> used in the movie. I feel like you could yeah. make those connections. They are there. You yeah. Know? But it feels like he's a little less. Yeah, less, less. It's less. like he's ready to he's ready to like start talking about it, but he's not quite ready to like you know It's the first therapy blown. session. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's trying to figure out, you know, like that bit in Brut where Bruce Willis is like, do me a favor, kid, can you just you figure out what you want out of these sessions? Yeah. And this is M Knight trying to figure out what yeah. he wants out of his filmmaking career. He's like and it's here. taking it's one happening. step forward, you know, just kind of testing the waters. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He it's doesn't like, like no. what he hears or the way he feels. He might step backwards towards the door. Take a step back. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel with his movies. I'm yeah. like, oh, that sounds good. No, that's <laughs> yeah. No, no. Mm, I'm just pulling away now. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting though because, like, you know, when we get next month, we'll we'll get into the next one with Unbreakable. Mm. It's like. It yeah. feels like he stepped back, but he did. He he goes into like another sort of territory, and he feels like he steps yeah, away yeah. from like, you know, from religion and and faith and all that. So it's weird. Although you could see that he doubles you could down see on that it movie as like a later. second coming. Ah, yeah, dude, I'm not fucking. All right, shut up. We'll save that. Save that. <laughs> <laughs> don't spoil. It's there. Don't spoil like now, I'm trying like to enjoyment it. of those films. Yeah, I mean, I look at it as like Superman, not fucking Jesus. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, Thick oh. is very laid, like, heavily layered with that sort of imagery yeah. and subtext, but never like, it just doesn't feel like, like the last two movies feels like it's pushing an agenda. Yeah. And yeah, this yeah, doesn't. Yeah. It feels like a more honest exploration of these ideas. Yeah. And again, like I was saying, a what if scenario, like, what if these things that we consider silly and hokey and supernatural? What if there's an element of truth there? And what if yeah. it's nice because it's trying to do it in the least cynical way possible. And mm -hmm. the way to do that is through the eyes of a child. And that's done well. And it's, again, lucked out that you had such a good kid actor, yeah. good actor, sorry, period, that like he'd managed to carry. It's a hard movie to carry. It's a hard character to play without it just being weird or yeah. annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's he's a really sympathetic kid, mm. and he plays to the idea of like 
that feeling every kid sort of feels like an outsider, an outcast, but like, what if you had this thing so that really made you an outcast? Cause it like influenced how you behaved and how you spoke and how you interacted with people because you're constantly seeing ghosts. And it's, and it's not even fair. It's not even like he's just seeing ghosts that died in the area. They fucking find him. Yeah. yeah like the yeah, little girl like in the tent. It's down, just like, yeah. yeah like yeah. what the fuck? And the, the woman, the, the woman in the kitchen, who we yeah. see him talking with later. I, d- I love that bit with the teacher as well. And like, he gets to find <laughs> yeah. out about, you know, history of the place that he did. Yeah. He's like, what was this school? And he's like, it's where they used to hang people. And it's like, no, it's a courthouse. And he's like, yeah, so the where they used to hang people then. Yeah. And he's just like, no. And then he just goes off on the teacher. Yeah, but that's <laughs> about like. About his past and history. Yeah, that's really weird though, because like, obviously that teacher would have gone to that school, right? So then like, he gets yeah. all this details but who's he getting it from he's getting it from the ghosts these ghosts are fucking yeah, grassing the ghosts are like out whispering in and there grassing yeah. out like this that dude used to have a stutter bro yeah this fucking stuttering what what was his name like stuttering stuttering stanley stuttering, stuttering stanley, stanley. Stuttering stanley. <laughs> <laughs> you're a little freak you're, 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 you're that you freak oh man <laughs> like, uh, yeah shit. but it i think like with supernatural ghost hauntings, that sort of stuff and the way it feels like he sort of dipped his toes into it a little bit, like where he had different kinds of hauntings appearing. Like, you know, you had like the guy inside the like weird trap door room thing or whatever inside the dungeon, that, the dungeon yeah. room inside that kid's house mm. or whatever. That felt like it was more of like, you know, this sort of uh reoccurring haunting, like a, uh, I can't remember the term that they use for it, but like, you know, it's just like, it's something mm. that just probably constantly happening over and over. And there's nothing that he could have done mm. about it. But then there's mm. like intelligent hauntings where they are, you know, coming after him, uh, you know, trying to seek help from him and shit like that. And I feel like mm. there's a, yeah. there's a sense of like, they're angry. They want help. Yeah. But there's a sense of like, he's not, he's approaching the afterlife without it feeling like he's pushing the agenda of, faith and spirituality of like mm. it's it is like you said it's like a question it's more ponderous instead of being like mm. hey there is a god there is a heaven and a hell there is a like, there is a god and he <laughs> hates gay people yeah, like <laughs> it feels like he hasn't quite like dipped into that territory yet so it's gonna be interesting to see like plotting like plotting up uh, along like through this, what is like, going on like, yeah i'm kind of afraid <laughs> of where we're gonna go with this and i'm gonna see this like line through all the movies i'm like actually i don't like this dude anymore and this motherfucker can't resist from the off he's in this fucking movie yeah, dude yeah as a fucking doctor and he's and he's fucking he's making like turning tony collette over to social services so he's fucking dick in this as well it's just weird to put milk because he's not a very good actor. Yeah. So it, it's just it's just a moment that he's comfortable with, like Hitchcock, I guess, making cameo yeah. in the movie. He's comfortable with people being like, "Oh shit, M Night Shyamalan." Yeah, I think that's like it must be just more of like a nerd. Like I I kind of hate that, especially if you're a bad actor. He like putting a-, a nerdy nod to like you know Hitchcock or something like that. Like by continuously putting, putting in yourself movie. in the film. It's like, come on, man. You don't Who would put themselves in their own to. movie? That's just, <laughs> you know, that's just obnoxious. Who would do that? I'm not saying that you can't do it, but like, you know, if you're not so a good you actor, do it. You, you shouldn't yeah, do it. Yeah, exactly. But like, you know. But she could, this isn't, the big, this, this isn't one thing. This isn't just like, it's a, one scene, it's a side character. Literally, he almost cut it out. bigger and more important. 
Yeah, he probably should have. Yeah, he said that he was really upset with the performance and he almost cut it out. But then, lo and behold, it's he just not like, a good continues to make appearances in his films. And like sometimes he gets fine, dude. Yes, shit, he's fucking like like, killing he's, people. <laughs> yeah, he's in it. He's in that movie. He's the like big important part. Yeah, of it. by that point. And He's like, he's judge, jury, and executioner. He's, he's the Grim Reaper. <laughs> and then he's the, you know, I forget, I forget which movie, because it's not one I've seen. Uh, and then there's one movie where he like, it's, he saved the world with his writing, right? <laughs> Dude, he's just fucking I forget, I don't. Uh, he's fucking I can't wait to get, we'll get yeah, there, we'll wait. get there. Yeah, like the only, you know what, it's like that scene is worth keeping though, because. Tony Collette is really good. She had like a real like Julianne Moore Magnolia moment. Yeah. Where she's just sort of freaking out. She's yeah. just like, what are you saying to me right now? Are you saying I'm a bad mother? How, what the <laughs> fuck do you know? And it's a, it's a really, it's a, it's a good moment for her. Yeah. Um, again, she, she got, she got a lot to play with. Everybody handled their shit like really well. I think, I think with a different cast, this film doesn't work. Yeah. Like I yeah, really yeah. think they can, especially, especially Bruce Willis, because Bruce Willis, I was like, okay, so I'm going in. I know he's dead, but mm. I don't know if he knows. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. And he played, he towed that line really well. And the film towed that line he does. quite like, well. They kind of explain away yeah. all the other, all the weird interactions he had. Oh, they're fighting. Things have been different. He keeps mm. saying stuff like that. But as soon as I saw the shot of the door, the door that he can't, he keep got, he can't yeah. get into. I'm just like, that's your giveaway. Yeah, but that's, they keep that's coming quite back a bit to it. later in the film though as well. So it's like, by that point, true. You're but kind I mean, of like, like they do it a few times, yeah. and you're sort of. But by and the third or fourth time you see it is when they reveal that it's been blocked off. Yeah, and it's like, wait, I've been fucking phasing through these walls this whole time. How did this work? Am I a ghost? And the blood on the back—that shit's fucking great. It's a great, yeah. not even a twist, just a reveal. It's a good yeah. reveal, and it's not a bullshit twist at the end. It's something they've been building the whole fucking movie. Yeah, and I can see because I'm now I'm like looking for it and again it's very yeah obvious. to be honest you like and nobody acknowledging nobody fucking talks to him the whole movie you want to call it the original apart from the kid you want to call it the original twist but like maybe it's not the original twist because it is literally like it's a slow burn reveal to it it's more like you said a reveal the twist it is the twist. i see dead people yeah that's well, the twist it, yeah true but it also becomes a twist you don't know what it is it also becomes a twist like from the second film that he does like after the you know the next film where he feels like he has to keep doing this over and over like we also Fuck need it. to talk about that why do you feel the need to continue to do this? <laughs> <laughs> because this was the one that broke him and everybody was like, oh my God, what a twist. It's one of the greatest yeah. twists. What a twist. One of the greatest twists in film history, right? Like that was yeah. the reaction. So he's like, oh shit, this is what people like. And I like subverting rea- uh, you know, <laughs> audience <laughs> expectations like this. I'm going to keep doing it until I've run out of ideas. I'm going to keep doing it until I've completely like brainwashed everyone into being... You know, followers well, of our dude, Lord and Savior, fair, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, like the film of all the ones I've seen of him, the ones I hate the most yeah. are the ones without a twist. Hmm. Or I, the ones I don't consider a twist, not including old. <laughs> not including old, because old I fucking hated and it had a horrible twist. But like, you know, like shit like, you know, The Last Airbender doesn't have a twist. It's just bad, right? Yeah, and like After Earth, I fucking hate that. Doesn't the twist is the fucking premise, the opening, it's the title of the movie. 
you know, it it's not an, another planet. It, they're on Earth the whole time. Maybe he just it's stopped Earth doing many years in the future. He's literally but now he's done twist he, again. He's Cause, I, split, cause then he came back with a twist, right? With split. Yeah, but everybody that was, like was like, a, oh, split surprisingly good. Yeah, and then at the end, it's like of, uh, it was a part of the that, shared. But universe. that's the twist. Yeah, but that's the twist in that movie. Yeah, is which that makes like sense. It, people we're think not they're watching about one these. thing. We're not. We're not talking about split yet. That's months down. But you're way. saying, why did he keep doing twists? And it's like this is his <laughs> thing. This is what he'll be known for, and he knows it. And he just <laughs> tried to keep. He just fucking kicking a dead horse when it's already down, or whatever the fucking expression is. You know what? Knock at the cabin was really like the twist with that. Is that like? <laughs> It's don't don't even it's a little annoying <laughs> knock at the cabin is literally like you know the knock at the cabin was literally just like you know M. Night Shyamalan just like have you heard the good news of our lord and savior Jesus <laughs> <laughs> he's just like he just your Jehovah's the- <laughs> witness at your door he's like a Mormon yeah. <laughs> have you met my friend Christ <laughs> He's very unhappy. <laughs> I'm really afraid to see what he does next. Like, because we were talking about when we were doing that, we were just like, oh man, I'm really like scared to see where he goes next. That, uh, I just like, oh I'm yeah, yeah. Because these last two have been really, yeah. really pushed it. Oh man. Yeah. This no, one, like, like I, yeah, he's, this one's still relatively grounded, even though there's ghosts flying around his shit. There's like, ghosts flying around it's his pretty shit. Chill. It's pretty done well. And it's kind of, you know, he is good. He's he's a fucking got a great handle on yeah. horror as well like i really like the way he shoots yeah the scary stuff in all his movies he just i've i just like that's the best shit i just wish someone else was writing yeah yeah shit. or coming up or producing it or like you know coming up with the ideas because like it's weird he's like his own worst enemy in that way and like this is just really does this movie i think like you can kind of see now that it's now a formula or at least a blueprint of what he's good at and what people like. Yeah. But it's just, you can't keep doing that over and over again. Like at, at, at some point it's, it's more surprising to not do that shit, mm. but whatever this, it's what makes these movies worth talking about. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. It's like, I mean, we're like we're, the butterfly effect. We're going to have, he should have done that movie. <laughs> Could you imagine M. Yeah. Night Shyamalan doing the butterfly effect? I, he probably would have ruined it. Like, I mean, ruined it. Yeah, dude. How would you that ruin that? Perfect. <laughs> Isn't it? I wouldn't change Jesus. a thing. H. Christ, <laughs> my Lord and Savior. I think the thing though is like with like the Sixth Sense, it being this horror film and like psychological film and like ghosts and all that mm. sort of stuff. You're towing the line of the idea of there is like afterlife and stuff, but there's still a yeah. Like, and what does it look like? That, that it's like a like regardless of of like if you subscribe to any religion or you uh you know are not you know under any sort of faith or anything have any sort of mm. you know i don't know spirituality or whatever there's still this sort of sure, idea sure. of like a unknown of what like happens when you die and i feel like he gets a pass with this film because like you don't really see that shit coming, like what comes later, where we're kind of talking about his like obsession with like faith in Jesus and all that sort of stuff. So it it feels like in like plus ghosts and shit in horror films, it's like a it's a thing that's been around since the beginning of film. So it's like there's still like this sort of 
area where there's room for you to kind of like, you know, explore paranormal shit without it being bogged down with like someone's weird religious agenda. And like, I feel like he hasn't quite gotten there yet. I swear, I swear the tipping point is signs, but I do love signs. So (laughs) I love signs too. We'll see. (laughs) Well, Well, I will decide when the tipping point (laughs) it might be the village, but I also like the village from what I remember. Yeah. Even if that one, it's very. I, I called that twist when I watched that. I remember <laughs> being like, but it didn't ruin it for me. It's yeah. still done well and shit. Um, well, I got a, yeah, I, got, I don't know. I wasn't I've got a little bit of trivia here about the film. I didn't do a ton of work, but like a, a couple of things I did mention, there was a good Bruce Willis story since this is a Brucey bonus. So the spec script for this film was, it was bought by Disney's president, David Vogel back for $2.25 million dollars back in the 90s, and he agreed to let M. Night Shyamalan direct. That was part of the whole deal with it. But Vogel, even though he was a president of Disney, didn't get permission from the uppers at Disney, and he was basically fired from the company. He got removed from his job, and then he kind of quietly left. So he was technically fired by Disney because of this shit. Disney then sold the rights for production off to Spyglass Entertainment, but they, I guess, sort of believed in it a little bit, so they retained distribution rights and also 12.5% of the box office taking, so Disney didn't do too bad in the end anyway. Uh, but yeah, a couple years before The Sixth Sense was released, here, here's the uh, the good Brucey bonus story here. So Bruce Willis was stated to star in another Disney film. It was the ill-fated film called Broadway Broadway Brawler. And this did not go well. It did not get made. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't sound sound like another Hudson Hook. It did not happen. Um, But yeah, they sunk a lot of money into it. So he was both producing and starring in the film. And Uh. it turned into this whole thing where Disney basically had to abandon the whole film altogether. Broadway brawler, fuck Because, me. like, he fired most of the crew, including the director, less than three weeks into production. <laughs> like, oh, come on, man. And they had already what sunk, like, I had a figure of $17.5 million into it, but then also I also saw that they, like, it was well over twenty by the time, like, you know, mm. they pulled the plug. When all was said and done. So... Yeah. To make up for this, Bruce Willis signed a three-picture contract with Disney and in which a portion of his salary would go back to covering the losses of the Broadway. Uh, <laughs> he's being like fucking tanked by Disney. Can he fucking tanked one of their movies? That's amazing. The first of the three, which we will eventually get to, because why not, um, was Armageddon. Ah, uh, yeah. The second was... This film, The Sixth Sense, which he earned $10 million to do the role. And the following film, the third of the of the uh, trifecta to pay back for Broadway yeah. Brawl. The obligated film. The obligated <laughs> film. What, what film do you think it is? Disney movie. Disney movie, late 90s. Not the kid. Disney's the kid, baby. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I was just hoping it would be the kid. Dude, yeah. that's... You know, he, he probably cornered into that contract. Yeah. But he just made three of the greatest, most popular, like influential 90s movies. Yeah, dude. He was you like know? three fucking so, films where he was like, I still got it. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Bruce Willis was just killing it, man. This yeah. is like peak Bruce Willis, this era. Like, this, this was what was nice about the Sixth Sense. It's just like, it was that time. It was like, it was great. Like, it was 
you know, he had the Die Hard movie, and then his career had a little, like a little slump where people were like, ah, I need more than McLean. And then it was just, it was like, yeah, Pulp Fiction and Look Who's Talking and, you know, Death Becomes Her and, you know, Die Hard 3 and not Hudson Hawk. But like he went into these big movies, Lost Boy Scout yeah. and Armageddon and Sixth Sense. He didn't summon a fifth element. He didn't. 12 Monkeys, you know, I could keep going, going. He did some of the most iconic movies of that era. And he just, he's so like fearless at this point. Like he's doing, he's cemented as a star and as a good actor, a respected actor. And like, he's trying so many different sort of roles. And again, yeah. he would sort of retire into one kind of role. And we have reasons for that now, but like, you know, it was just like, he would, Bruce Willis could kind of do no wrong. Mm. I mean, like, he made bad movies, but, like, he was always good in them and was doing so much interesting shit. Like, were, even if they're bad, interesting movies, you know? Like, that's just yeah, kind of what it exactly. is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, so we'll go through a lot of those as we go through our Brucey bonuses. Um, I think, you know, it'll be, it'll be fun to talk about a lot of these films because I absolutely love a lot of those movies. And that's part of the reason why I'm wanting to do these. And it's kind of fun starting with, you know, the sixth sense to kind of like, you know, mirror the two, tie them together and just like, cause these are great. The first two M night films from Shyamalan mania that we're doing are just like mm. two great fucking movies and they're two great Bruce Willis performances. So it's going to be really fun going through these. <laughs> As I'm wrapping up here, a couple other little bits I found was uh, Michael Sarah actually went out for the role of Cole. Uh, he was 10 at the time when he auditioned, which is like hilarious. Oh. I can't imagine Michael Sarah. <laughs> no, it's just like I see dead people, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, he was he was in an interview and he, uh, you know, was talking about his career a little bit. And he was like, I remember, you know, going out for the role of Sixth Sense. And I remember getting the tone of the scene that I was auditioning um, on completely wrong. He's like in the film, I think it's the bit where he passes the penny like across the table and he's crying and uh, telling him, don't like fail me and like, you know, don't like, you know, don't leave me because it's like, yeah, yeah, to yeah. Tell him I can't the magic is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently he played it sort of upbeat for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> no. I love that. I just want to see that like Michael Sarah doing this film. <laughs> Like, it'll be really fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, another <laughs> casting what if. Um, apparently, Marissa Tomei lost out the role of Cole's mom to Tony Collette. I could actually see Marissa Tomei doing this role. Like, I like Tony Collette in it. I, I could see it. it. Yeah, I yeah, can, yeah. I can She's got that Tomei. style, that yeah. look and really, the fashion. Like, yeah, yeah, really good. I, I can imagine her doing it. Uh, of course, we got Donnie Wahlberg. I can't, I, I didn't know that was Donnie Wahlberg, is uh, the Vincent Gray guy. Isn't it? Yeah. I saw his name and I was yeah. like, oh shit, Donnie Wahlberg is yeah. he's the Really? He's the so guy he's at the Vincent beginning? Gray, yeah. He lost 43 oh, pounds man. to play that role. Like, and it looks God. nothing like him. I do like the yeah, little touches, like putting the gray hairs like on the back of his head and then they put the gray yeah, hairs yeah, on the Yeah, just like Cole. Yeah, so it's I noticed cool. that too. Yeah. I noticed that too, but I didn't, I, uh, stupid me, I didn't think, I didn't make the connection that they had the same issue mm -hmm. or the same thick sense or whatever. I was just saying, I was like, oh, he deals with like traumatic kids who have like seen some fucked up shit and they get the white streak in their hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is usually when you've seen a ghost or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm like dumb. Fear. Yeah. No, but that's sort of like what he was doing. He was subverting you. If you that's didn't know nice the touch. twist, you wouldn't even have gone down that route. Like, you know, 
Mm. Like if you had seen this film, like when it was first out, like that would have been completely like, you know, part of the whole magic of the film, which I think it works. So it's, it's a shame. There's a lot of films like that where the, the, like the moment you find out like some big reveal or whatever, it kind of changes like everything about it. You brought up star Wars, but I feel like there's a lot of magic around star Wars where it's not like on that one moment, you know, in itself, you know, so it kind of like, it doesn't really matter because there's a lot going on any, anyway. Like, you know, if Luke Skywalker wasn't Anakin's kid, like, mm. I mean, it, to be honest, it doesn't even, it wouldn't matter. Like, especially with those original films, like it only matters when you go back and do the fucking prequels and all that, like, and that, yeah, whatever, yeah. like, so, you know, it, it's like one of those like interesting sort of things where this film, because you do know the twist, it kind of ruins the experience of watching it for the first time. I'm trying to think of other examples mm. like that, where it just like, you're like, you're writing. Old this boy. If you thing. watched, if you, if you, if you watched old boy, like, Oh, oh I just rewatched <laughs> yeah. it. But like, yeah, dude, I just rewatched it and <laughs> yeah. it was great. But like, if you yeah. knew that going in, firstly, I don't think you would watch it. Cause yeah. that sounds terrific. Yes. But that <laughs> would ruin so the whole movie. It would, yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to like, say that we won't say anything else. Cause we're not, talking if you about haven't seen it, fucking go see it. Yeah, go it's watch. fucking amazing. Don't look up anything. Just watch it. This is great. No, it's yeah, a great just movie, watch it. but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, another person that's in this film that became a big star later on was uh, Misha Barton plays the Kira Collins character. So the girl uh, whose mother was poisoning her. Um, in court. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's Misha Barton. That from was the fucked OC. up, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole Munchausen sort of like shit like Munchausen by proxy sort of thing going on like, yeah because she was doing it to yeah. the other kid as well yeah but, like, yeah they make references like yeah thank the, god the other one's getting sick <laughs> it's like when you first hear that you think she has cancer or something you know or whatever yeah yeah that's what I thought yeah because yeah, the guy referenced like, it oh, oh you know like no it's so good there's no like I love the way he jumped between styles in these movies as well mm. there's like something that's very uh, meticulous and how it's laid out and like I was saying, certain set, set up just for certain lines and like it's carefully shot. It's, he doesn't just cover a scene, he like shoots it. He shoots it like for to like emphasize each beat and each line. He shoots it like a martial arts sequence rather than just like a normal Hollywood scene, which is what I like. Yeah. Um, but then there are some scenes where he throws it out the window and he does the whole thing in a one shot. And it's like a weird, shaky sort of thing where you're following this character around. But it totally works. It doesn't feel like, I don't know, it doesn't, it feels like it should, um, you know, sort of clash a little bit, but it totally works. And it just shows how much he's got in his like toolbox. Yeah. Like, he yeah, really yeah. gets the craft of it. And that's one of those scenes, like going through the, uh, the house like during the wake and stuff um that i noticed it mm. really well done well this sixth sense just wrapping up here was released in august of 1999 it was the second highest grossing film of 1999 which is fucking great like it took in mm. 293 million in the u.s and 379 million in other markets for a worldwide total 600 72.8 million dollars which is to this day the highest grossing m night film i believe i don't think he's broken that yet um which kind of i guess also is part of the reason why this film is always up at the top 
when people talk about M9 <laughs> films, it's just like the highest grossing one. It was on a $40 million budget. Critics praised the performances, particularly of those of Willis, Osmond, and Tony Collette. The atmosphere, the direction, and the twist ending. It was nominated for six Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Original Screenplay for M. Night Shyamalan, and Best Supporting Actor for uh, little Haley Joel Osment, and Best Supporting Actress for Tony Collette. So it was like, it was a big deal. I, I kind of remember, I'm trying to think of like, I didn't say this earlier, like when I first saw it, because you just said this was your first time. I mean, I must have seen it like around the time it came out. But unfortunately, I think even when I saw it, I probably knew the twist because it was like mm-hmm. it, by that point it had become. Oh, that's the worst thing about films. It just shit just gets ruined, <laughs> you know. Like yeah, it's hard to like avoid spoilers, man. Standpoint. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, it's hard. Yeah, of course. Th- this would uh, establish M Night Shyamalan's affinity for the surprise thriller twist. The twist. Ending. So uh, we'll pick back up next month with our next episode of Shamalamania and a Brucey bonus with and there will be a twist <laughs> another twist unbreakable breakable I, I actually cannot wait to just rewatch I can't wait that <laughs> that's my um, not having rewatched it in some time it's my favorite of his movies yeah, yeah but me too. I also but I want to see how it's going back to it. But that's just also because I'm biased because there's a lot of comic book shit in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, yeah. it fucking plays for me, you know? Um, but I'm, I, I'm like, excited. I like it. And I'm excited to... There was elements to this, time. to the sixth sense that really reminded me of of Unbreakable because it probably wasn't a lot, that long ago that I had seen Unbreakable. But then it's like also reminds me of Signs and also reminds me of like, even his films today, It like part of what it is is this fucking atmosphere that he has. And a lot of that ties into the music that he uses. It's never anything that's mm-hmm. like blow away music it's just like it sounds like an m night film it's not like it's anything you remember any definitive like you know bit it could be the literally the same mm. score for every movie but it always <laughs> just feels like you're watching an m night Shyamalan it, film you know what i mean like it's not like mm. well you know you watch a spielberg film it sounds like a spielberg film but that's because he's always using john williams and john williams scores are always like fucking magical and they they're like they'll transport you to the fucking film that you're watching. M Night has that sort of thing where he has this sort of weird tension in all of his films, and like part of that mm. is that music, is that score that just sort of there, and you're just like you're living in it, and it just sounds like yeah, it's M Night. And I think that is part of what I think is interesting about him as a director. I feel like he is a good director. He's not a he's a good idisman. He's not a great writer, and he's not the greatest. Mm. Well, he's a good visual director he's not the greatest at like yeah, yeah. directing his actors like you said you know no. he's not an actor's director like because you'll see when he's got like i don't know like bruce willis is he's an anomaly because i don't think he's the greatest actor but at the same time he's also good enough he, you know maybe this is what we're also doing here we're trying to figure out is like what bruce willis is all about he's an enigma like you know so it's like yeah maybe he is a great bruce actor is, a, maybe he's i think i think actor. he is yeah I think he's a great actor, but it's like the, it's like who it's he, like he chooses to be, or yeah. and who he worked with, who knows how to work with, and him. how much power he has. And, <laughs> exactly, yeah. and I feel like, but like he 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 is one of those. He's good enough 
that you can just kind of let him go. Yeah. And he'll yeah, give yeah, you, yeah, yeah. he'll give you a solid performance that you, that is like, it's believable. And like, I've never seen him, like, even when he's phoning in, in something like Cop Out, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a film I still like. It's still enjoyable. And he's still good in it. And I know he's not really putting that much effort into it, knowing yeah. the story behind it. But like, and I don't know it here, and I so I don't know if he was really into it. Maybe if he worked well with M Night, I'm assuming he did because he kept coming back. I bet I, you know they seem to trust each other, which yeah. is good, and that I think helps someone like Bruce Willis get to a higher level. That's gonna be part of the problem with some of these is if I don't do too much work on, which I kind of want to live off of more of our opinions. We'll just guess. Yeah, yeah, like, we'll so we will have to guess a little bit on some of this stuff, but I'll, I'll try to, like, if if I can find things about his relationship with next time with M. Night and see where... Because he does work with him quite a bit, and he seems, like, you know, and he gets He's good worked with him, like, four times. You know, they, yeah. they seem yeah. to enjoy it, and I don't know, like, um, it, yeah, that's interesting. It, it's funny, like, Bruce Willis sometimes like seems like and you could see it more later uh when he was obviously like you know towards the end of his career taking a lot of roles and probably just trying to make money to secure a future mm. for his family and stuff and that's yeah, whatever yeah. dude I, I like to be honest like i said this Cross. before when uh levi was on the podcast and we were talking about like filmmaking and shit and i was just like dude like to be honest actors and stuff like I, you know, like sometimes actors just do, doing stuff to make money, like not really caring about art, like or whatever. Like I don't really That's care. Right, yeah. like, whatever, I don't care. Dude. Fine for me. Fucking make your money, yeah. dude. Like make you know, that money. Make because like, there's only a window, yeah, this window seriously. where you can make it. So fuck it. I feel like yeah, if you want to, you know, make movies for art and shit. But if you have opportunities where you can make some money, like until we live in a society where money isn't the crux of everything. Like you should always, mm. you know, I'm not saying you but should like, like yeah. you should, I don't think you should, uh, you know, go against any of your morals or values and compromise any of that oh, yeah. to make yeah, money. Actively put harmful material yeah. out into the world. Yes. Uh, don't do that. Which but then there are like, what is, active, what is M. Night doing now though? Is he, we're, that's what we're going to figure the, out. I think, is he, bro, is he, I think he's trying to, I, I think he's trying to <laughs> save us. He's trying to save us. <laughs> he ain't delivering he is not delivering heavenly messages just for the hell of it <laughs> but Phil this motherfucker is like trying to tell you that being gay is bad and and uh you know that like and don't don't get you vaccinated should trust, don't trust doctors yeah. you should trust the, like the fucking people who are on QAnon message boards yeah like, your 4chan conspiracy theories yeah. like what are you talking about can they actually the four horsemen of the apocalypse like what? And that it's like, well, actually, you'll find that it's uh, it's eight coon now. <laughs> no, fuck <laughs> off. Fuck and also, you got a weird thing with you. You've got a weird thing with like grown men playing games with children. Yeah. Stop. You know him. That's was two. There. That's two now. That's you know him. Was there? They have the, they have the same interaction in six men and knock at the cabin. Weird. You know him. Night was there, January six, storming the Capitol. You know it. You know yeah. it. You know it. <laughs> With, with a notepad <laughs> making the note it's gonna be a good move oh no 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 that's that, uh, that, uh, that too personal even for this game 
Oh, that's good. We'll uh, see you guys. We're going to go down a rabbit hole. Yeah, <laughs> we'll go down that rabbit hole. I hope. I hope. I hope you watch them along. Watch them along. Yeah, with please us. do, dude. All of the nice films think. are on fucking Disney, dude. Like you could. Yeah, most of them are. It's weird. Disney's all about that fucking Jesus. which is weird because mickey mouse is like the antichrist yeah and it's also weird because it feels like uh, Uh the QAnon people are actively like against you know and the the right-wing crazy people are actively against disney because they're like yeah until it suits their interest yeah and that's what M Knight's trying to do. He's trying to bridge the gap to bring. He's trying us all to bridge together. the gap. He's trying, He's trying to bring us bro, together, bringing man. people together. If that's <laughs> such trying- a bad thing, we're gonna find out. Shamalamania. <laughs> <laughs>